If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. Hey, it's Coach Kelly Marie. Um, Before this episode starts, I want to let you know that I do a little swearing. Um, Not much. And it's kind of like in the middle of the episode. So I just don't want you to be like, taken off guard because you haven't heard me swear yet, but you're going to hear it in this episode. So yeah, if that's not for you, maybe um, just let it play on mute. So the uh, download counts as a listen for me. Um, but if you don't mind a, a little swear word or two, and it's, it's nothing wild, keep on listening. Jazzcast Pros. So I went to wash my dishes on Tuesday and there weren't many dishes. Uh, I haven't been really doing a lot of cooking lately and it was, you know, time to wash the dishes. So I go to wash the dishes and I open up the first lunch container that was sitting there on the counter and it was filled with mold. The second container was filled with mold. Why? were my dishes filled with mold because they had been sitting on the counter so long, mold decided to grow all over them. Now, you might be appalled or you might be thinking, girl, my dishes is always filled with mold. It's possible, right? But here's the thing. I portray this picture of mental health and mental wellness so well that when I'm struggling, it takes me noticing something like mold in my dishes to know that something's not right. When that happens, all of the tools start to, you know, getting used. But even with all the mental checklists and the therapy appointments and the self-care components, it is still possible to find yourself in the middle of an episode. And not a podcast episode, friends, but a mental health episode. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life, a podcast about me, a Black woman living with mental health disorders and deciding which way to go on this journey we call life. I'm your host, Coach Kelly Marie, and today we're recording from Buffalo, New York, where the weather is beautiful. But listen, our topic today is a reintroduction of this podcast, who I am, and all the ways in which I have been cheating you out of a real experience. I'm Kelly Marie. I am a mother. My kids are grown though, so like not that kind of mom, but I work and love and live to help people be their best selves with living the front seat life. I am a coach and I help people begin to address their mental health from a pure perspective. I walk people through finding a therapist and being a a bridge 
between them and, and their therapist when it comes to one, like maybe there's a wait time or, you know, how do you find the right person? And I found someone, but they're not the right person for me. Right? So I, I work with people in that area, helping people set boundaries and learning to say no, learning to say yes. Like I, I do all of those things for folks, but I also have to take care of myself. And this podcast was meant to be a way for me to do that and a way for me to share with you what that process is like. And so I was thinking about all of the ways in which I have been planning my next podcast, planning the next episode. I've been meeting with Jazz and we've been having fantastic meetings about different topics and they're coming, but I haven't recorded. I couldn't get to the mic. I couldn't sit in front of the computer and I honestly, seriously could not figure out why. So I was watching a movie on Netflix and it's called The Luckiest Girl Alive. It stars Mila Kunis from uh, that 70s show and she plays the role of uh, a writer working at a magazine. I'm not going to tell you all of the things that the movie is about, but she decides to write an article about her childhood and she writes about the, there was a school shooting when she was in high school and she, again, decides it's time to tell her story. And so she, she writes it and she gives it to the editor, who's also her friend and her boss. And the editor reads it and she's like, listen, it's nice. I mean, you know, it's a story, but nobody's going to read it. I mean, it, but it's a story. I mean, yeah, you, you, you wrote this thing. Great. Right. Then she turns to her and she says, listen, if you really want to, and I'm paraphrasing, if you really want to write this thing, if you really want to, to publish this, because she wasn't going to publish what the woman had given her. So she's like, I'm, I'm not publishing this piece. But if you really want to publish your story, you need to write as though your mother isn't going to read it. You need to write as though your fiance isn't going to read it. You need to write as though no one is going to read this article. So if you knew that no one was going to read it, what would you really say? Listen, when I tell you I was floored, it became like a self-help movie. That moment spoke to me so clearly that I'm like, that's what I've been missing. That's what the podcast has been missing. I couldn't figure my out my voice. You know, we've got like 50, 60 episodes, right? But I still couldn't find my voice. Jazz would ask me questions about, you know, who's your target audience? What do you want them to know? And I would, you know, give her all of the great ideas in my target audience. But as I'm putting those pieces together, I'm also thinking like my mom's going to listen to the podcast. So I need to make sure that whatever I talk about is, you know, appropriate for her. Um, oh my gosh, I've got this nine to five job and the spotlight's on me when I'm at work. And I, I can't really say anything in the podcast. It's going to affect me at work. But listen, I cannot be real and keep it real with you about mental health and worry about those two other things. I mean, there I can tell you about the mold in my my dishes. 
And if my mother is listening to this podcast, well, guess what? She ain't got to wash the dishes. I'm grown, right? So I have been neglecting uh, sharing the very stories with you that I said that I would. I have been neglecting sharing the healing journey with you that I said I would. I have been under so much stress at work that I have found myself in the middle of an episode, right? I've been sleeping too many hours. And then the flip side of that, I can't sleep at all. Um, Just yesterday, as a matter of fact, and this is is one of the, the triggers, it's not a trigger, it's one of the signs that I know I'm in trouble, right? And not crisis trouble. Um, I am fine, but I live with mental health disorders. And so they are going to make themselves apparent no matter how well I live a mentally healthy life, right? So one of the things that lets me know that I'm in trouble is when I can't find something to wear to work. And you're like, what do you mean you can't find something to wear to work? I have clothes enough for two people easily to be quite fashionable on a daily basis. So there's no reason for me not to be able to find clothes to wear. Uh, I've tried putting out my outfits, like preparing what I'm going to wear for the week. That doesn't work because in the morning, I may not feel like wearing what I ironed the night before. So that doesn't work for me. And that's not the type of sign that I'm talking about. What happens is I struggle to find something to wear, which is not foreign to me, but I struggle to find something to wear. I then find it. I may iron it if it needs to be ironed, throw it on. I should be ready to go. Might grab some earrings. Let's get out of here. Instead of that happening, I stop, look at what I have on and I'm like, I can't wear this. So I take it off. I find something else to wear. It may need to be ironed. It may not. Uh, Commercial break. I have learned that ironing is something old people do not the younger folks. They have transitioned from ironing. The iron creating business is probably out of business because I don't know any young people that iron. All right, back to the main story. So I put on a new outfit. I'm like, nah, this this isn't going to work either. And then it hit me. I was doing the thing. When I'm in uh, having a a episode at and, and I use the word episode lightly because with a personality disorder, and I live with borderline personality disorder, I live with depression, I live with anxiety, these things occur on a regular basis. They prevent me from doing many things. So it's more like instead of an episode, it's more like a, a increase in appearance, right? It's an increase of appearance in my life of that disorder. And so when I get to this place where I can't find my clothes or I find clothes, but I can't leave the house because of the clothes, I'm having a problem. In the past, it's taken me a couple of days to to get to the point of realizing what's happening, realizing what I'm doing. I'll just have clothes laying around my room because I'm trying on five or six outfits, five or six outfits. Yes, every day. And oftentimes I end up wearing the first thing that I pulled out. I know a lot of people do this. 
You know, they try on different things in the morning to find the right look. But for me, that is, it's a—it's debilitating. It prevents me from leaving the house on time. It prevents me from focusing on the rest of the morning. You know, again, in the past, I would not realize it was happening for several days. And so I noticed it after the third outfit. I saw what I was doing. It slapped me in the face that this is the thing. Like this, I know I'm in trouble. I've got to adjust. I've got to change some things. And so when you couple all of the small pieces together, because again, it's not like the clothes were the only thing that I noticed. The dishes, right? And I also haven't been cooking. I have been washing clothes and not folding them and putting them away. Now, I don't normally wash clothes and put them away. They they lay around for a little while. But the length of time that these couple of loads of laundry have laid around is abnormal for me. I have not been doing some things that are are just a part of my daily routine of healthy Kelly. And so I'm I've been thinking lately because I've noticed um, okay, the mold was was a big deal, but outside of the mold and outside of the clothes, I have noticed some other signs and, and symptoms and nothing major. You know, I'm thinking that maybe, you know, work is a little stressful. You know, we have a report due. I'm hiring new people. There's articles and coverage of the work that we're doing in the office, and it's a lot. Greetings, everyone. My name is Ra. Yes, I am the host of Father Torch. I would like to take this time to invite you in my discussions on very, very important topics of being a black and brown father in today's society. Being a parent, the other parent, we face trials and tribulations too. We have worries, we have feelings. Here at Father Torch, we promote the advocacy of being the dad you wish you had. Join me at fathertorch.com. I was talking to a friend of mine about my job and I was telling them, you know, like, listen, I know that I'm brilliant. I'm not, I'm not bragging. I'm, I'm really smart. I, I really am. Seriously, I'm not bragging, but I know that I'm really smart and there's nothing wrong with that. And even though I, I have this gift of, of intelligence, I have not accepted jobs in the past um, since 2013 when I was an in, inpatient at Bryland during my recovery. Um, since that point, I hadn't taken any jobs that were really stressful and taxing. I did take one job early on and uh, it it I ended up having a, a a panic attack at work and passed out. Uh, once I realized what was happening, I transitioned, you know, for the most part out of that position. And so I, I just, I don't take jobs that are emotionally taxing, that are um, stressful uh, in a way that affects my mental health. And this job is a stressful position. It is something that topic-wise, I've done the work for years, more than a decade. I've done work in this in this environment. But the task at hand is something that I have not done to this scale. 
And so I I had to get real with myself and I'm in the process of getting real with myself, right? Like this is something that I've noticed uh, was really an issue this week. I was washing dishes earlier this week, right? And then yesterday I had the issue with trying on several outfits. So this is very fresh and very real. And I thought that this would be an ideal topic to share with you because one, I've been cheating you. I have not been sharing with you my struggles. I have not been sharing with you um, the tools that I've put in place. I've been telling you old stories about old things that I've done. And it's not that those things are wrong. I mean, they're very much a part of my life. They very much are, are a part of and were a part of my healing process. But I'm dealing with things today that would be beneficial to you today, Mike. Why wait till I'm out of the situation to share it? And so I realized I'm Coach Kelly, right? I'm supposed to have it all together. I'm living this life of recovery. I'm good. I don't have the the major symptoms of borderline personality disorder anymore. I've done the work, right? But it doesn't mean that the illness doesn't flare up. It's always there, my brain is always processing therapy techniques to to manage my emotions and to you know manage uh, the racing thoughts and and all of the symptoms that I have with borderline personality disorder and depression and anxiety they're there and so it's not like I live a a mentally healthy life like people that don't have a mental illness right I'm living a life that appears to be mentally healthy because of the medication, because of the therapy, because of the work that I do, the the work I put into myself, not the nine to five work, right? Because of all of these things, I live a life that looks mentally healthy. You know, I say the words, but if you look up the symptoms, you're right. I don't think that's Kelly, right? They're very much me. And so now I'm in this place where, yeah, I'm like, holy shit this is like really fucked up. I don't want to be in this place. I don't want to have to implement the basic tools. I don't want to have to dig back and see what worked for me five years ago, right? I want to be at a place in the journey that not, you know, is necessarily um, easy living. Like I, I, life is hard. I get that. But I thought I, I made it past this place, And so it's a reality check that the things that I know to be true, mental health and mental mental illness is an illness. And in my case, what I deal with is not something that just goes away. It's something that's managed and I've been managing it very well. But I've reached the point where I'm in the midst of this thing and it's time to implement the tools. So what did I do? I talked to my therapist, which by the way, I have a new therapist. I know I did not talk about that. We'll talk about that another time. Um, But I've been talking to my therapist. We've been meeting meeting more often um, so that I can check in, so that I can review the tools that I'm using to help manage the situation that I'm in. Um, Again, I'm safe. I'm fine. I'm in no danger of hurting myself, but I'm very aware of the warning sign. And I've talked about this before. You know, I have my list of things that I I go through to check mark to make sure that everything is okay. And so the things on the list that I've had to check off 
um, or have not been able to check off because I haven't accomplished them are things from the uh-oh list, right? Like there's the day-to-day, everything, you know, is going to be all right. I'm in a good place list. And then there is the list like, oh shit, this is something I really need to stop and pay attention to. And that's where I am. And being in this place of authenticity, true authenticity, because I was being authentic before, I really was. I just wasn't sharing all of the information, but I was giving you who I was and and who I was able to give you at the time. And so if you have listened to other podcasts, except for the last one, when I covered Megan Thee Stallion's uh, website, Bad Bitches Have Bad Days Too, you know, I don't swear in my podcast. Listen, I swear like a truck driver, but in this space, I wanted to keep it clean, right? Make sure that everyone that wants to listen has the opportunity to listen. Don't turn anyone away by swearing. I swear it is what it is. And by me not sharing that with you, you like don't really get to see all of me. Right. And and so if this is about me being transparent, if this is about me really showing you my life and showing you how I manage my mental illnesses, listen, you're going to hear a swear word or two. Like mark today, the day that you listen to this podcast as the day that you now know I'm going to be swearing all the time. No, because I don't swear all the time, but I'm not going to hold back. Right? I'm not going to not cover a topic because I'm worried that my mom's going to listen to the podcast. First of all, she's made it clear that she's like 30 podcasts behind. So by the time she listens to this podcast, we'll be on a whole different level. You got like, we'll be somewhere else. So you, you don't have to worry for me that my mom is what going to put me on punishment because I'm swearing on my podcast. Like, uh, you know, what, what, what can she actually do? And so I love you, mommy. It is necessary for me, thinking back to the the TV show, to tell the story that I don't think anyone will listen to. And so this is the first episode that I am reintroducing myself to. I will do my best not to shy away from being all of me for you. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with someone, you know, like subscribe and share. If this is meaningful to you, you think it might be meaningful to someone else and please share the podcast with them. I want, again, I want to be a resource to you. I want you to be able to look at, you know, the, my cute little picture on the podcast icon and be like, Oh, she's so cute. And she's so real. She's just, real, right? So until the next time, if you are in crisis, if you need someone to talk to, please dial 988 on your phone. That is the mental health crisis number. 988 is the new number that you can call to reach a crisis counselor 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you are looking for a therapist, 
there are, I mean, you can Google search therapy, therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist in your area. And, you know, a list will populate. You can go to sites like uh, Psychology Today and BetterHelp. And, but you can also dial 211 on your phone and be connected to someone who can walk you through the process, give you some contact information. If you're looking for like, like additional services, respite care, or, you know, you're a caregiver and you are looking for um, help with the person that you are taking care of, you know, you can call 211 as a resource. And uh, you can head over to the Front Seat Life website. There's some information up there, frontseatlife.com. Hopefully when you head over there, it's all set. But if not, it will be soon, so come back. And also follow the podcast and come back the next time where I'm going to be talking about stress, managing stress, what that looks like and and how it works in the body. Until the next time, I appreciate you so very much for spending this time with me, for uh, allowing me to reintroduce myself and for, you know, coming on this journey with me of living a front seat life. So until the next episode loads, be the light. I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.